Hello and welcome to the Art of Communication podcast with me, Robin Kermode. Have you ever wished you could become a confident speaker or presenter? Then why not join my online masterclass, Speak So Your Audience Will Listen. In 10 easy-to-follow modules, you can become a confident and authentic speaker. For more information, visit robinkermode.com. Hello, it's Sian Hansen again, and I'm here, as ever, with Robin Kermode. Hello. Well, it's really today about the art of giving a gift. Mm. When do you give a gift? And then we'll move on to what it communicates. But when do you give a gift? When is it important? Well, you give a gift, obviously. I mean, you give a gift when you want someone to feel something. So if you feel they want to be reassured or encouraged or loved or valued or seen. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a lot in this podcast about communication and how communication really is about making the other person feel valued, making the other person feel seen. Mm -hmm. So if you give them a present, it shows that you have thought about them and therefore actually show that. You do it because you want to encourage the other person to feel something. When you is it always positive? Well, I mean, you could give somebody a barbed present. Do you know what, Robin? I had a boyfriend long before I met you. And his mother didn't like... There was like... no one before me. <laughs> there was... His mother didn't like me very much. For Christmas, she gave me a bottle of perfume that was mm. called Poison. So she was trying to encourage this relationship. <laughs> That's it's very funny. Brilliant. I opened it and went, ooh, that's yeah. a message. I suppose you could also give somebody a size 8 dress when you know they're size 14. I yes. There's things you could do. Yes, you, could, you <laughs> so, could do that. Or vice versa. This must be ancient behaviour. I mean, it's what makes us human. We've been giving gifts to each other for, well, since time immemorial. We see it in all the ancient art and music and everything. Well, if you think back to, in Christian terms, and the wise men arriving... They arrive with gifts. With gifts. So a lot of old stories have pharaohs and going way, way back in history. People turn up with gifts. With gifts, yeah. exactly. Adoration. And adoration. Maybe if you say you love somebody, maybe you, I don't, maybe you have to give diamonds. I don't know. What, what oh, yes, oh, please. Yes, please. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> and maybe you've worked with a company for a long time and they give you a mantle clock you don't want. You know, mm. after 50 years of service, you mm. don't really want this mantle clock, but thank mm. you very much. So we get given presents a lot. I had a friend whose father... Never gave them birthday presents, but he gave them unbirthday presents. So mm -hmm. he, during the year, whenever he felt they needed something because they were feeling a bit low, he'd give them a present oh, rather, than, rather really than on nice. the day because he felt out of duty. Except when we talk about when you give a gift, mm. you've mentioned a few to say thank you or to say I love you. But as you've just hinted at, there's celebrations like galore, isn't there? There's birthdays, well, anniversaries. With a wedding, wedding list, people actually tell you what they want. What they want. <laughs> so or, maybe a baby's born and you want to give them something. Exactly. Yeah. Or like you said, or you're ill and you're recovering or, mm. I don't know, other serious life events like divorce or death or yeah. whatever. There's always this moment to give a gift. I have to say the most poignant moment for me, mm. if I receive something, is when somebody's saying, I'm sorry. It's very demonstrative to say sorry with a gift. Yes, it yeah. is. Yes, it's concrete, isn't it? It's reaffirming something. Well, I think it's just really shallow of me because sorry, you know, if somebody says it verbally and says, I'm sorry, mm. that's fine, but I'll probably forget it. Also depends on how they say it because they might go, sorry, in which case you think like a teenager <laughs> But I'll might probably do. forget it in an hour or two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but if there's a, a bowl of, you know, gorgeous muffins or something, mm. or if there's a... No, no, stick with that one. So if I ever need to say sorry to you, I'll buy you a bowl of muffins. That's fine. Don't go with the diamonds no, no. or the flowers. No. I'll go with the muffins. It's fine. <laughs> no, but what I mean is, is there, what you've got is something in front of you that just keeps reminding you yes. that somebody maybe needed to say sorry. And that goes the other way too, if mm. you want to say sorry. 
I think a gift is a good yes, thing. Yes, but it's always with all these gifts, it's the thought behind it, isn't it? It's, it's, it's not the thought. gift itself. I know my mother used to say to me, never let a chance go by to give a gift. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. If you feel the impulse, then do it. And never double question yourself. Right. Just always do that. But I think there's other times in corporate life. In corporate life, there's a lot of gift giving. Particularly, let's say, for instance, when you leave a job. Yes. Like you mentioned, you know, that they'll give you a gift probably unwanted and probably something they've always given. Everybody gets the same one. Everything so, gets so there's the no same value one. to it in a sense. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because if everyone gets the same, do you feel any value from that present? Probably not. And it's usually now a pretty old-fashioned idea. Mm. Like you said, a clock. An engraved something. or Probably something along the lines of a scarf, a tie, mm. a, a pen, all those things that you really didn't want. Actually, that's a good point. What do you do with an unwanted gift? Well, it's interesting because my grandmother gave my father some ginger marmalade one Christmas. Mm. And it was just a small part of a Christmas present, but mm. here's some ginger marmalade. And my father said, oh, of course, that's lovely. Thank you so much. And then he found it actually not to his taste at all. Mm. But the trouble is because he'd said he loved it. For the next 25 years, <laughs> he received ginger marmalade for Christmas. And it got to the point where he went, I can't now tell her because it's gone on too long. So I think, actually, if somebody gives you a present, it's much better to go, it's really lovely. And a few weeks later, you can say, do you know, it's a bit spicy for me. It's not really perfect for me. But it's much better to do that and have 25 years worth no, no. of wasted money. No, I would do 25 years of ginger marmalade. I wouldn't say anything. Because what, to your mother or do you just generally? No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't say I don't like it. I would never say, if somebody gives me a gift, I would never say no, I, I'm I don't saying like not it. at the time, but maybe six months later or something. So you say, that it was nice, but not my favourite. <laughs> Because then otherwise you will get it again, surely. Yeah, no, you're right, actually. You probably will get it again. I might get Christmas um, presents from a lot of clients. They're corporate presents, and you know that a whole mailing list of people are being sent them. And it's always lovely to get a present because you yeah. think, well, at least I'm on their A-list. That's yeah. nice. You know, so you, you get a bunch of dates or you get your corporately engraved thing. It's still nice to have, but it doesn't feel particularly special because mm. everybody gets it. No, that's absolutely true. And now we're sort of bleeding into this idea of why you give a gift. Mm. This is the most important thing about the communication behind a gift. Why do you give it? Now, sometimes, Robin, when I receive a gift, I think somebody's saying to me, I demand you give me one. It's very transactional. Yes. And it's all about the value. It's like if you throw a party and some friends come round and they bring you a really expensive bottle of wine, then next time you go back to their place, do you think, oh, I've got to give them a really expensive bottle of wine? So it is quite transactional. You're what right. do you think about that one-upmanship? What does that say about the people involved and what they're trying to say to each other? Well, if you have maybe a friend who's very successful and they turn up and give you something very grand, we can't probably reciprocate that because we're not in that bracket. Then we feel a bit bad if we can't do that. So then we think, what can we do? And in that situation, what we generally do is we come up with something quite thoughtful, Mm. not expensive. So we don't play the same game because we can't. I don't think you should play the game anyway. Even if no. you were Bill Gates, I don't think you should play the game. No. No, because then you, it's a no win. Yes. What does and Bill Gates give Mark Zuckerberg for Christmas? I mean, I, you know, <laughs> where does it end? No. <laughs> but I don't think you're telling each other anything except saying I'm powerful and rich. Yes. I don't think there's a But that's point a signal. No, there's no, no so but no. let's ground this down into mm. what matters to, you know, just average Joe, right? Yes, yeah. And and I consider myself one. Yeah. So what matters is not the value of the gift, although mm. in some circumstances that can mean something, particularly if you're buying off a wedding list, because yes. they know exactly what you paid for it. But that's fair enough, because you're probably saying, well, I'd like to spend X amount on it, and then you'll find something for that amount. And yeah. you think, well, I'm going to buy what I can afford, and that's fair enough. So 
again, we're kind of on the edge of saying quite a lot of gift giving is duty. Isn't well, it? there is. And also there's a kind of cultural norm about it, isn't it? Mm. It's a wedding, therefore I'm expected to give a gift. And if mm. I'm invited to the wedding, I can't not turn up with a gift. So mm. it's like saying, we'd love you to come to our wedding and here's our wedding list. Mm. So in a sense, it's transactional. But that's the same for Christmas, isn't it? Is and it? birthdays, yes. And birthdays. Because if, no, if you've got no birthday presents on your birthday, how would mm. you feel? Yeah, it's it's not good. No, I mean, <laughs> it's if, not good. If, you know, if the children forgot it and I forgot it and everybody else forgot it, or you just didn't get anything, mm. you'd think at some level, does anyone care about me? Hello, it's my birthday. You would have. Yeah, but it's not. It's not really what I'm getting at, Robin. There are times when gifts are given out of duty, and there is actually nothing to celebrate <laughs> at all. It's just it's a moment in time where it's expected of you to bring something. Yes. Can we just spend a minute? Talking about cultural norms around gift giving, because mm. I know there's many countries you travel to mm. where you've seen gift giving on different scales. Yes. What have you seen and experienced? Well, on a personal level, if I'm coaching somebody in, say, the Middle East or India or Australia, there are different norms as to what's expected. And yeah. sometimes people will turn up with quite grand gifts. And I thought, well, the first time I went to those, some of those countries, I was thinking, oh, I didn't realise I was also expected to reciprocate. And that yeah. was kind of expected of me. Yeah, yeah. So eventually you get to learn these things. Yes, you have to learn what the cultural norms you are. You learn what the norms Certainly, are. Certainly I've travelled in Japan. Mm. And in Japan, it's very important, the gifts you bring in. It says quite a lot. Yes. And your brother, of course, lives in Sweden. Yes. And we know it's a lot of candy. It's every, a lot of sweets, time. A lot isn't of, it? A lot of sweets, yes. And yeah. we have friends in the Netherlands as well. Again, lo always lots of presents when they arrive. Yeah, but again, there's the sweets, actually. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But there's specific local treats of yeah. some sort. In maybe my hometown, it might be a six-pack of beer. <laughs> well, yeah. back in Vancouver, exactly, yeah. 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 And so sometimes... In some cultures, if you go to somebody's house, you're expected to behave in a certain way, bring a certain thing. Maybe you're mm. expected to bring a dessert, for example. And if you don't know what the norm is, you can easily fall foul of those things because you're not trying to get it wrong. Yeah. And can I say that is true in Great Britain? Mm. There are definitely things that are unwritten rules that nobody will tell you yes. that you have to figure out about the gift giving. Yes, I'm sure that's and true in all countries. But yes, it's quite complicated in the United States. It's Kingdom. quite complicated because even down to the brand of marmalade that you bring yes. is important. There's certain brands that you can bring as a gift and there's certain brands that you can't. I know. And there's certain types of chocolates that you bring and there's certain types of chocolates that you don't. Yes. And it says something when you get it wrong. Yes. Well, it communicates either that you fit into the cultural norm or you don't. Yes. Robin, there are times when gifts are given out of duty and there is actually nothing to celebrate <laughs> at all. It's just, it's a moment in time where it's expected of you to bring something. Yes. Okay, I'll tell you my real bugbear. You're working in an office mm -hmm. and you go on leave. You go on holiday and you're going somewhere it's quite exotic or yes, whatever yeah. because you've saved up all year and you're going somewhere exotic. Mm -hmm. And you get back to the office and there's, in every office I've ever worked in, there's an expectation that you bring back sweets yes. from that or biscuits or something. Anyway, then you, you take it all back and you dump it in the kitchen. Yes. You send an email out to everybody saying, I've brought you back sweets. Mm. But... On the other hand, you're probably going to get a lot of things that nobody really wants to eat, you know, like strange marzipani things yeah. or dates. Or, or you, you go on holiday to Greece and you buy them Greek honey and you come back and you think, I could buy that in the local supermarket anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a bit odd in an office environment, this yes. thing about you go on holiday and you have to bring back something from that. And how many people do you feel you have to give to? Is that how wide? No, the whole office. Oh, the whole office? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So you're supposed to bring back sweets enough for the whole office. 
And then you end up like eating these weird sweets from faraway places that you don't really want. Yeah. And I might be being churlish. Tell me I'm churlish. I never did it. No, except that I remember you telling me a few years ago when you were managing director of an organisation and you decided, it was a lovely sunny day, you said, you know what, I think the team will work really hard. Everyone's doing really well. And it was a hot summer. Mm. And you just went out and bought a whole bunch of ice creams and everyone in the office got an ice cream for no reason. <laughs> and everyone went, this is so lovely, you know. Yeah. And you said to me, you bought it out of your own pocket, I remember, you mm. just said, I, I did it. But it didn't cost you very much. But actually, the benefit for that was huge. Exactly. And that's what I wanted to really get across and discuss with you is that gifts are worth investing in because I think they build human relationships. So it wasn't about the ice cream. No. It was about the fact that you thought they were worthy of something and you bought them something. Yeah. Yes. And you must have seen this with your clients when you're talking to them about communication. This must come up. Like you say, your clients give you presents. Yes. Do you ever give your clients presents? Or what about corporate gifts to clients? Well, I don't do corporate gifts. I'm not big enough. You know, I don't consider myself a corporate. I'm a mm. kind of one-man band, so I don't really do that. Yeah. But I have given gifts to clients. Mm. And I've actually given gifts more to people who believe in me and recommend me to other people. So what I'm doing is, is saying thank you for your support. And what do you give? Well, I don't know. It could be small. It's just it's something quite thoughtful. Maybe I've bought a book that I think they'll really like mm. or some specially made handmade chocolates or something. But mm. it's the thought behind it rather than the gift, yeah. always. Oh, I want to just touch on a, it might be a pain point, is do you give gifts to all clients or just some clients? Well, the thing is, of course, in my world, is that not all the clients know each other. So I can give selectively to some. And if any of my clients are listening, I very rarely do it. So please don't feel offended at all. Well, I think you're probably the most generous of all. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you give them your book. I guess I have given them my book, but... Uh, that's not really a present, is it? Well, that's not really a present. That's no, self-serving. That's a doorstop, really. <laughs> I, I always say, don't feel you have to read it. You can put okay. it in there, keep it in the downstairs loop. Now, what do you think about no gifts? Like, I've got a friend, Robin, who absolutely refuses to give any gifts at all. And he says that's because he hates receiving gifts. Oh, right. And so, what does that say about that? What does that say about them? Well, there's a whole psychology behind that. But I think if you don't like receiving gifts... Is it because you don't like being the centre of attention? You don't think you're worthy of them? Or maybe you just don't like saying thank you. I do remember looking after a very elderly friend of the family's and she was in her late 90s. By this point, she was bedridden and she had to have carers at home. And she said to me once, Robin, she said, do you know what? You know, the carers, and of course it's transaction, I'm paying them, but they bring me food, they bring me my lunch and they bring me my tea and they bring me my orange juice and everything else. And she said, do you know what? I'm so tired of saying thank you all the time. I really? just want to do it myself. Really? I'm just really fed up of saying thank you. And I am very mm. grateful, but I just I just want to be able to make my own toast. Mm. And I kind of get that, mm. you know. I think my friend, just going back to my friend mm. who says I don't want to receive any gifts, is he says... I feel obliged yes. to say thank you. Yes. I feel obliged to act out a thank yes. you for something I never wanted. Wow, these socks, exactly the socks I yeah. wanted. Yeah, and you have, to, yeah, you have to do all that. And he doesn't want to do that. Or well, um, somebody gives you a book and you've already got it. Yes, and you've already got and it. And you have to go, wow, I look forward to reading this yeah. book. Yeah, and you're going to put it on the shelf and maybe re-gift. Okay. Can you re-gift? Can you re-gift? Ooh. Ooh. Well, I think you can re-gift. But you don't want to be caught out re-gifting because that's mm. terrible. Mm. But, you know, if somebody gives you a brand new copy of a book 
and you've already read that book. I don't see anything wrong giving the book away to somebody else. Yeah, but you have to say it. You have to say I'm re-gifting this when you hand it but on to somebody else. Yeah. Oh. You can't take credit for it. Oh, do you know Ooh. what somebody else does? If you're given a bottle of wine, like somebody comes over for dinner and they bring mm. you a bottle of wine and you don't want to use it that night, what you do is you put their initial on it, on the label, mm. so that next time they come, you take out that bottle of wine and you drink it because you shouldn't re-gift the wine you've been given. No. When you're students and you're young and you go to a party... You're kind of expected to turn up with some beers or a wine or something like that. And probably you don't have much money when you're a student, so they're probably not very expensive. I'm sure those are re-gifted all the time. If somebody turns up for a party and there's some left, you probably take one of those bottles and take it to somebody else's party. Yeah. I don't think anyone would mind that. No, you're right. I really think that would be okay. In certain situations, I think you can re-gift. Have you heard about those parties you can do after Christmas Everybody comes along to the party, like there's 20 of you, mm-hmm. and you all bring something that you were given for Christmas that you don't like. You swap it. And you, you swap you, it you, all you out. You swap. Yeah, and you play swaps. <laughs> it's a very, we've no, never done that, but no, it's a great no, it's idea. it's a great idea. I think it's a fantastic Except idea. Except you're implying, though, Sian, that some of the presents I give you, you would actually quite <laughs> like to re-gift. My favourite present from you, Robin, yes. my favourite present is I got a promotion in my job, and you gave me a tiny pineapple. I did. I did. <laughs> Random pineapple. No, but it was a very nice pineapple. It was a very nice pineapple, very yes. Nice. And yes. it's still on my bedside table, my pineapple. Is, yeah, but inside the pineapple, pineapple opened. Yes. And there's there a note was, inside. It's notes that says, congratulations. Yes. And interestingly enough, about things like that, I mean, I'm a great fan of leaving little notes around the house. As you, and I never yeah. leave the house in the morning without leaving a note. No, you right. see you later or, yeah. or whatever. And whatever. The, whatever. And the funniest one <laughs> I think I gave was a little note that I put inside the larder cupboard, the food yeah. cupboard. And you opened it up when I was away, because I was going away for a couple of days, and you mm. opened it up and it just said hello in the cupboard. Yes, it right. did. Now, is that a gift? Yes, that's a gift. Not, it's a moment. It doesn't cost anything, but it's no. the thought behind the well, fact you, you bothered to do you it. You just said cost. Mm. Now, that's important. I know we've talked about monetary value and trying mm. one-upmanship, but cost of a gift. Are you saying that sometimes when you give a gift... Actually, making something yourself is more important. If children draw your picture, and children don't have any money, but they make you something, or oh they God. sew you something, or oh, knit and I you keep something, it forever. you keep it forever, wouldn't you? Yeah. So somebody gives you something they've made. It's lovely, so, unless it's horrendous, and then you think you have to put it out every time they come round. I've never done that. <laughs> have you never done that? Yes, I have. I put it in a cupboard and they bring it out when they're coming. Yeah, but then you have, to, you have to remember, you think, oh, they're coming, I have to put it out there. Yes. You know, and then you forget to go, where's that present I no, no, a few years ago? No, no, no. I've got a whole section of a cupboard, <laughs> which is the things that are coming out and going back in again. I'm sure everybody does that. Or no, is that yes. just me? No, no, or, I did I have to say I have done in the past. I have done, yeah. <laughs> I have done that. Again, it's really interesting, this topic, because we keep bumping up against other things. Mm. When you give a gift, what are you showing to that person? I mean... I assume everybody tries to be incredibly thoughtful. Like, yes. doesn't go out and buy 10 candles at a time and just randomly hand them out whenever you have to give a gift. But then that's going to feel like a corporate gift session, isn't it? If you know, oh, Sian always gives a candle or gives the same thing, then it doesn't feel special. Again. Yeah, that's so what are you doing when you give a gift? What should you aim to try and do? Well, what we're communicating through gifts is we're saying, I have thought about you and I've thought about something you might like. Mm. So if you give them... A specific item of clothing or a book or a little antique knickknack, whatever it is you're buying them, if you think, do you know what, they would really love that. And when you've received something like that, and you've received, I've received mm. things like that, and you think, that's so sweet. Yeah. And that they've actually gone out and thought that I would like that. And I do like it. It's really nice. Yeah. That's much nicer than somebody saying, you know, here's a 500 pound bottle of wine. 
Yes. And it can go horribly wrong. You know that they've really, really thought about it and they give you something and they're incredibly proud. And they're and, super happy. I'm going to give them this gift Yeah, tomorrow. and they're going to absolutely love it. And I remember way back in the day, somebody gave me a present. It was a woman, actually, who gave me a present of leopard skin leggings. Right. Now, that is not my thing. And for some reason, she thought that I would like them mm. and that I actually really liked them. Yes. And then that taught me a lot about our friendship. That communicated a lot to me about the friendship. That she didn't really know you that That well. she didn't really know me, but right. that maybe that was my fault. I don't know where the miscommunication came in, but anybody who knows me would never do that. No, but maybe that says more about her. So she thought they were great. And mm. therefore, maybe she's saying, but you could be more like me. And maybe she's encouraging you to do something else to Ooh, come out true. of your shell. That's true, because she really liked... She might say, you'd look great in these. Yeah, but yeah, know. yeah. It could be that a friend or whatever the occasion is, somebody gives you something because they're encouraging you yes. to be more like them. Yes, more like them or even to be different, to try something new. So just getting to the nub of this, what we're really saying is that we want to very much express something on an occasion where you normally give gifts, or maybe not. Mm -hmm. But when you're giving a gift, you want to express something. To you, communicate something. You yeah. want to communicate something. Mm -hmm. And we're saying, we're hoping that that's a really beautiful message. That is yes. something that you really tenderly want to tell somebody, unless it's in a corporate environment, when then it's more professional and it's congratulations. Yes, and you know sometimes that when somebody has done the equivalent of going to the petrol station and buying some flowers because it's a last-minute thought, mm. that's not communicating, I value you particularly, because it's a last-minute thing, I haven't really thought about yeah. it. But somebody who's gone to a really beautiful flower shop and chosen some lovely flowers has a very different feel. Yeah, so what we're saying in gift-giving is we're communicating with each other that we value you, we respect them, yeah. and therefore... And we know them, and know them, yeah. Your recommendation from what we've been talking about is be really thoughtful in what you choose mm. and how you do it and that it's got nothing to do with money. No, but it, it has a lot to do with the thought behind it. Mm. And and there's something that I do if I'm running a course, mm. which I love, and it's one of the exercises I do with a group. Maybe I have a group for a whole day. Yeah. And one of the exercises I do is to ask people to tell the rest of the group about one of the best presents they've ever been given. And, and that's so that they communicate well, like they can speak in front of a group. That, yeah, I'm running a course on how you can be confident speaking in front of a group and oh, how you're pitching okay. or presenting or whatever. Okay. But one of the exercises to feel comfortable in that is this. So what I tend to do is do a lot of work on being comfortable talking about personal things. And then I move it on into the afternoon talking about pitching their business or whatever. Oh, I see. Okay. But it's all about feeling comfortable presenting. But this exercise is so sweet because it gets people to be honest and authentic about something that means something to them. But because I've done it for such a long time now, I've got a sense of what the most popular presents are Ooh, and the most popular us. gifts are. Tell us. And one of the most moving things that people say is, particularly if they're expats and they've moved country, so mm. they've left one country and they've gone to work in another country, they've gone to university study or whatever in another mm. country, is where a group of friends have put together a collage or a book with all their favourite things, their pictures in it, and they feel close to their friends, their group, when they're away. Commemorate the time together and yeah. have... A keepsake. And they even say things like, you know, if ever you feel lonely, we're all here with you, that kind of thing. So a lot of people have mentioned that one. One of the other presents, which is very common, is their first bicycle. Really? Somebody's first bicycle. And it's not the bicycle. It's what the bicycle represented. And what it represented was freedom. 
they could, you know, they're living on one road, they can get on the bike and they can cycle away from the house. Mm. And they said that sense of freedom they remembered. Well, my first bike, can I just tell you, yeah. was that banana seat. Do you remember the yeah, banana yeah. seats with those handlebars with like, Is that like tassels? Chopper bike or, the chopper bike. Yes, I got yeah. a chopper bike. Anyway, yeah. yes. No, that was very common. The other thing that sometimes people say, there's something specific they want for Christmas and they got yeah. it. Like they really wanted the, I don't know, some Nintendo Game Boy or there's some kind of gizmo they wanted that yeah. everybody had. Yes. And, and you really, really want it. And if you get that, you're super happy, you know. And, and people tell you this in their coaching. They'll share all this with they'll, the group. They'll share that. Yeah. The other thing that people talk about that means a lot are family heirlooms, obviously. You kind of expect that. So they mm. say, you know, this is the ring that I'm wearing. And my grandmother gave me this ring and she's passed away. So there's something tangible, something loving about it. And there was one I really remember that was very poignant, actually, for the group. Yeah. And he stood there and I said, would you like to go next? So he stood up. And then he said, I've... I've never been given a present. Oh, wow. And I thought, oh, dear. So I said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. What were the circumstances around that? And he said, well, I was brought up in care in a children's home. And he said, you know, we were given presents, of course. Mm. But he said, I never felt they were for me. I felt they were almost rather like corporate giving we've been talking about. They were just mm. given to random, any child that needs it kind of thing, but right. not just specifically for me. So he said, I, I can honestly say, I don't think I've ever been given a present. And we all went out at lunchtime and we bought him a present. Oh, it was did one of the you? yeah. It was one of the the nicest afternoons of coaching I've ever had. It was fantastic. So, and do you remember what you gave him? It was something he had asked for by implication. He had mentioned earlier in the day, and we went out and we managed to find it for him. Oh, that's it was really really, really nice. And I think that you know, in terms of communication and what gifts mean, is one of the most memorable afternoons I've had coaching. And what it did was show that a clear form of communication, all the group was saying, "We're here for you. Yeah, we heard you. We see you. We see you." And this matters. Yes. And we respect that you shared that with us. Totally. And that's what we've been talking about in this podcast. Gifts are really exciting. They're really moving. They can create quite a lot of emotion in us. They tell you something. Mm -hmm. It could be negative or positive, but they can tell you something mm -hmm. about your relationship with the gift giver. Yes. I think the art of giving gifts is about being really clear why you're giving the gift. What mm. is your intention? What do you mm. want the other person to, to feel mm -hmm. on receiving the gift? Mm -hmm. Are you saying, I understand, I'm encouraging you, I love you, I support you. Happy uh, birthday. Happy birthday. What is it you're doing? It's not about the cost. It's not about anything else. Mm -hmm. It's just what is the reason I'm giving you this gift? And mm -hmm. if that's really clear, the mm -hmm. receiver knows exactly why they're getting the gift. And then they can go, ah, I know why I've been given this gift. Yeah. And then it's easier at that point to say thank you and genuinely mean it. Because you're saying thank you for the intention, yes. not necessarily the gift. Even if you don't particularly like the gift, you're saying thank you for the intention because the intention is clear. Robin, the art of giving is something I didn't really know existed or that there were many different aspects of it. And now I'm a little more understanding and I hope I'm going to buy better gifts for you. OK, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do now. I'm off to buy some muffins because that's what you said you wanted. It's all about listening, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever wished you could become a confident speaker or presenter? Then why not join my online masterclass? Speak so your audience will listen. In 10 easy-to-follow modules, you can become a confident and authentic speaker. For more information, visit robinkermode.com.